everybody, and welcome back to the Common Sense Practical Prepper podcast. My name is Keith, and this is episode 12. Today is the 19th of September, 2022. A lot to get to. So let's go ahead and jump right in. As my cat jumps on my chair behind me and scares the crap out of me. So the big news late last week, I believe it was Thursday, um, stocks, FedEx stocks declined about 20% in that day alone, the biggest drop that they've ever had in the history of, of FedEx, a one-day drop, uh, $260 a share down to 160 or something like that. Anyway, if you had stocks in FedEx, um, you saw your, your FedEx portfolio drop significantly. Um, UPS, UPS dropped about 7%, certainly not to the extent that FedEx did. I'm not sure if that was just people freaking out a little bit, but anyway, um, FedEx apparently is saying that this may not be, um, a one-time thing, uh, the, as the, as it's Q4 comes up and then, you know, Q1, Q2 of next year, they're potentially looking at, um, additional, um, barriers or headwinds. So this, the, the drop may not be over as far as what's, what's going on. I'm not an economist. I don't give finance, financial advice, but I would think that maybe it has something to do with inflation, people not purchasing as many things to have delivered by FedEx, UPS, DHL, some of the smaller companies to your home or to your business. Now we're coming up on Q4 and FedEx and UPS, of course, deliver a lot of packages for Amazon. So Amazon peak season is coming up, which is basically Black Friday to Christmas Eve. And that is the largest, I guess, uh, several weeks of, of revenue that, that Amazon is going to pull in. Um, so uh, Amazon uh, provides a lot of business to FedEx and UPS. Now, over the last few years, uh, uh, Amazon has, has leased its own fleet of planes. They have their own delivery centers. You see the Amazon uh, trucks moving um, you know, through your neighborhood and uh, delivering packages and that sort of thing. So Amazon is certainly taking a little, more, um, a little more away from the other two companies, I guess, to be more independent and to save, to save costs, whatever it happens to be. But I don't think that you know FedEx is going to be closing any hubs or any uh, distribution centers or anything like that. Maybe, if anything, they're going to close the FedEx offices, the places you go to get copies and drop off your FedEx uh, packages and pick up Fed, Fed, FedEx packages, that sort of thing. So anyway, it makes me a little bit nervous when we're coming up on the busiest time of the year being Christmas season and we have a major... Um, a uh, major company like FedEx, a delivery company like FedEx that's potentially, you know, closing some stores and reporting that they're not doing as well as they uh, have been in the past. And again, I believe it has everything to do with people just not spending as much money online, you know, kind of a wait and see situation. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Usually Q4, you know, for Amazon, FedEx, UPS, all these other companies, Walmart, Target, that is really basically a, a huge revenue quarter for them uh, when it comes to you know sales. I mean that they make up a lot of ground um, in in Q4 of each year. So let's talk a little bit about inflation. 
depending on what website you go to, it's absolutely insane. So the annual inflation rate, according to this one website, is 8.3% for the last 12 months that ended in August of 2022, has risen about 8.5, so two-tenths of a percent over the last month. You know, you, you talk to some people, uh, they'll tell you that inflation is much higher, 10, 11, 12, some 15, 18%. And I, I guess it really depends on what you're looking at. Are you looking at food? Are you looking at fuel prices, you know, um, gas for your car, propane, natural gas to heat your home? But I guess when you glob it all together, they're saying about 8.5% is the current inflation rate here in the United States. All I can tell you is things are costing more. So I don't know anything about 8.5%. Let's go back to the corn index. Um, several podcasts ago, I talked about Walmart. When I purchased a lot of canned corn, the great value brand from Walmart, it was 48 cents a can. Last week, I checked that price and it is 58 cents a can. An increase of 20%. So the cases of corn that I purchased several months ago or whenever it was, now would cost me 20 cents more per can if I was to go out and buy it today. So there is a 20% increase. I, you know, I'm not going to say that, you know, corn inflation is now 20%. All I can tell you is if I was to go buy it today, it would cost me 20 more cents, cents corn. I'm not sure what accents. I'm not sure what just happened there. 20 cents more per can of corn. So five cans is a dollar more. 10 cans is $2 more. Now this adds up kind of quick. So a, a price increase of 20% on anything adds up pretty quick. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, let's see. Um, let's talk about fuel oil in Europe. Um, so the European gas prices dropped today a little bit. And then reading from Yahoo News, uh, European national gas futures fell again to the lowest level in almost two months as nations intensify efforts to ease the energy crisis with the start of the heating season or the hizzing. The heating and the hissing season <laughs> starts in about two weeks. Um, benchmark prices dropped as much as 8.8% on Monday, um, ex uh, extending the last, last week's decline. Germany, the UK, and others plan to spend billions to ease their reliance on Russian imports. Now, I also read that the Germans seized a, I, I believe, an oil refinery that um, is Russian-owned but it's in Germany. Uh, so Germany's decision on Friday to seize control of the Russian firm Rosneft PJSC's German oil refinery is seen as the first step in an overhaul that could give Berlin more control over the energy sector and Europe, Europeans' largest economy. So that's pretty significant. I haven't heard anything from the Russians. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, the Russians are not going to attack Germany, which is a NATO country. If they do that, then uh, I guess by the NATO treaty, all NATO nations have to come to the aid of the country that's being attacked. That would just be the absolute hot mess. And we could probably just forget talking about our preps because, you know, if, if a conflict like that goes hot, then, you know, we're all pretty much screwed anyway. So interesting to see um, how cold the winter is going to be. Of course, if you go on YouTube, and you look at all the alarmists and all their videos, it's going to be the worst winter in the world. 
uh, here in the United States. It's going to be the worst hurricane season in on record, which so far it has not. Here we are mid-September, and uh, there's one hurricane, Hurricane Fiona, that just sideswiped Puerto Rico yesterday or the day before, and of course just destroyed the whole island. Um, power's out. Was it three or four years ago? A couple of hurricanes came through um, and uh, and uh, caused a lot of damage, a lot of death and mayhem um, down in Puerto Rico. And I think those are the two hurricanes that skipped on across and took out uh, went through the Gulf of Mexico and took out a lot of Texas. So, um, so far, uh, we have not had a hurricane even come close to the continental U.S. here uh, in 2022. So we'll keep an eye as, as on that as hurricane season tends to uh, wind down. But if you listen to some of the alarmists, uh, you know, worst winter ever there, you know, another ice age is coming just, just stuff to get clicks on their YouTube channels. It's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. So uh, what I've been doing in the prepping world. So I thought I was buying uh, tomato sauce last weekend, weekend before last at uh, Costco. And I actually picked up three large uh, containers of ragu spaghetti sauce. So I went ahead and decided to freeze dry them anyway, and they actually turned out quite nice, quite nice. So uh, freeze dried them, uh, got it uh, broken up pretty much into a powder, some little chunks here and there, and vacuum sealed it in uh, four different vacuum seal bags. So that is going to be put away. And uh, some of the recipes that were put in together, the um, you know soups in a jar and meals in a jar, uh, call for, you know, spices in, in, in spaghetti sauce anyway. So I, you know, no harm, no harm, no foul there, but I do have the tomato sauce, a, a huge can, a number 10 can of tomato sauce. And I forget how much it costs, but it was relatively inexpensive. So I'll get to work on that. However, currently in the freeze dry, dryer right now is four trays of Skittles. I take those to work pass those around to my coworkers. And if you have not had freeze-dried Skittles or freeze-dried candy, uh, Starburst, Nerds, Jolly Ranchers, Gummy Bears, you are missing out. They are absolutely fantastic. If you go on Amazon or Etsy, people are charging an arm and a leg for these. Like a small bag, like a three-ounce bag, some of these folks are charging $10 and $12. Again, I'm not a businessman. But uh, it takes about two hours to do a batch of candy. Well, a batch of Skittles. In fact, the freeze dryer is beeping at me in the in the room uh, down the hall. It actually just finished up, and I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be able to get two one quart mason jars out of the four trays. Uh, so, so we'll see what that turns out. Anyway, they're really really good. If you haven't had a chance, try to try to find somebody uh, that either has a freeze dryer or you can obviously purchase them online, Amazon, Etsy. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other websites that have that. So doing that just for uh, just for kicks and giggles, um, just to take a take a little bit of time out from freeze drying food and long term food storage. Speaking of long term food storage, I did purchase a 50 pound bag of white long grain rice a couple weekends ago at Costco. Depending on what website you go to, what YouTube video you watch. People will tell you that you do not need to freeze your rice or your flour or your grains before you go ahead and put them in a food-grade bucket or a Mylar bag with oxygen absorbers. Some people will say, you put the, uh, you, you put the container, you put the, the bag of rice in a freezer for a couple days, 
and it kills any bugs, any larvae, anything that really shouldn't, shouldn't be there, anything you don't want to ingest. Now, let's be real. That stuff comes, you know, off of plants and comes out of the ground and that sort of thing. So even though it's washed, uh, a lot of times, you know, rice, sometimes it's bleached, it's cleaned, it's packaged, it looks great. There's no way in the world that they're not going to have a few, we- I think they're called weevils. Those guys stuck down in there. You let it sit long enough, they're going to hatch and it's just going to be a mess. So, um, you know, several websites, hey, put it in there for two days, freeze it, kills everything, bring it out uh, the freezer, let it set for two days to get back to room temperature. And then you put it in either a food grade bucket with some oxygen absorbers, or you can keep it in a food grade bucket and then a Mylar bag, oxygen absorbers, and then you seal it up. Technically, if you're putting it in a Mylar bag, you don't have to put it in a food grade bucket. Uh, Food grade buckets um, are are definitely a must if the food or whatever you're putting in is going to have contact with the sides of the bucket. Uh, what PBA free or whatever PBA stands for. It's something ethyl, methyl, ethyl, bad stuff that you don't want to get into your rice or your food or your beans. So you pay a few dollars more for the food grade buckets and the gamma lids that seal nice and tight. Um, so, um, whenever I swing by a home Depot or I see one, I'll jump, I'll run in and I'll grab like one bucket. So I think I've got four that I've picked up, you know, just in my travels over the past few weeks. And like I said before, uh, I think they're about eight bucks. The lids are about the lids are seven, so that gets you know you're getting about sixteen, sixteen fifty. However, if you go to Lowe's, they are the bucket is like a two dollars more, but the lid is like a dollar less. So when it all said when it's all said and done, I, at the Home Depot, the lid in the bucket is like a buck, buck fifty, buck thirty less expensive. So again pretty much minimal price difference. So if you're next to a Lowe's, just grab them. Same with Home Depot. Um, so this is, so some people say you, you don't need to do that. You just put the rice in a Mylar bag, oxygen, oxygen absorbers, and you seal it. The oxygen, oxygen will kill anything that needs oxygen, obviously. Or you put the rice in a food grade bucket, throw some oxygen absorbers on top, stick one in the middle, whatever, and then seal it up nice and tight. And I guess that makes sense. The situation I ran across is that I took the rice out of the freezer. And of course, I'm taking something that's frozen and putting it into, well, uh, you know, my AC's on in the house, but that's a relatively you know, humid, uh, uh, humid uh, environment compared to the freezer, which is like zero humidity. So we have condensation. So I had a lot of condensation on the outside of the bag. If I have condensation on the outside of the bag, I'm going to have condensation on the rice. You don't want your rice or any food like that that you're preparing to store long-term end up getting moisture on it. So now I've got it in a couple buckets spread out. I've got the gamma lids uh, not completely sealed. I need to wait until probably this time tomorrow, probably another 24 hours to get the rice uh, back up to room temperature. And then I'm actually going to have to check the moisture content because if there's moisture in there, I am not going to put that in a bucket. That's just absolutely ridiculous. So I forget what I paid for that bag of rice, but I may just be chucking it and getting a new bag and then going Mylar bag, oxygen absorbers, and uh, seal it. And if I have some non-food grade buckets with a nice sealable lid, I'll do that. If not, I'll grab one of the food grades since they're handy and I'll go ahead and drop that in. So really, you know, 
like I've said before, it just depends on, um, you know, the website you go to. A lot of these people, they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, so, you know, you, you ask a question, you know, you ask a question, you get 20 different opinions. And a lot of it is um, that they call confirmation bias. So you, you know, so somebody says, oh, you need to, you know, do this with your rice before you store it long term. Somebody reads it. And somebody does another video saying, that's what you need to do. So you have 50 videos out there and 30 of them say you need to freeze your rice, your beans, your lentils prior to storing them long-term. And then you have the people out there, probably just as many people that say you don't do that because of this reason. So again, like I've said before, and like I did not do in this situation, get your information from multiple sources. And I guess if I really sat down and thought about it, bringing something from a very, very, you know, well, frozen, low humidity environment, bringing it into my house. And it's probably what, 50, 55% humidity. It's, you know, you're going to get condensation. So I may have ruined the bag of rice. So we'll, we'll see tomorrow, check the moisture content and we'll go ahead and, uh, and drop it in, uh, if it works and seal it up. If not, then we're, uh, we're going to chuck it and we're going to get a new bag. Um, I think that is everything I wanted to run across. The price, oh, the price of gas is still hanging around $3.29 here in Central Virginia. So um, so we're in good shape there. I really don't know what's going to happen this fall. I know that, um, and I have, you know, I have folks in Europe um, and some EU countries that, that listen to this podcast. And I think anything significant that's going to happen is going to happen over in Europe first and then uh, it, it's it's going to come across uh, come across the ocean and and land here in the United States. To what extent, I don't know. But I really think you folks in Europe are going to have it much worse than we're going to have it here. Um, you know, Russia, you know, refusing, uh, you know, cutting off the pipelines and stuff like that for oil is going to be significant. Um, it's so if it's a really really cold winter, you know, over in Europe and a lot of the EU countries, then it, this could be. You know, there could be some significant hardship um, in store for, uh, for, some, for some folks over there. So I her- ho- certainly hope that does not happen. Like, again, I can look at the analytics and I can see, um, uh, you know, different countries that listen to the podcast. And I appreci- appreciate everybody, you know, who tunes in and, and listens to these podcasts. I, I really, really do. Um, you know, depending on, um, you know, how much traction the podca- podcast gets, I'm considering, you know, getting a domain, getting a little website, um, definitely, definitely not going on to YouTube. There is just so much saturation. Well, there's saturation for podcasts too, when it comes to prepping and, you know, emergency preparedness and stuff like that. But anyway, um, I appreciate everybody listening in, uh, probably give you an update later this week. If not a week from today, I need to try to get on a schedule. You know, am I going to, you know, uh, uh, put up a podcast Sunday night, Monday night, I need to get a get a regular schedule going here. So again, everybody, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And as always, be safe, take care of one another. Until next time.